The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, our top story today is Mr. Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead has left the show. Spoiler alert. He spoiler did. Alert. Uh, yeah, it's a huge spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> no, he's not dead. <laughs> you obviously didn't watch it. No, I did. Uh, it was probably the, that was a really good episode. Oh, okay. You liked it. I did. Uh, all right. So basically what happened was Andrew Lincoln, who plays him, one, left the show to be with his family more. Everyone thought, well, how are they going to kill him? How are they going to get rid of him? Well, spoiler alert, they didn't kill him. He's mortally wounded, very badly. But then, without going into the whole story, he was basically taken away by a strange group in a helicopter where they're probably going to heal him. And we were left to wonder, like, what? (laughs) But then the next day it was announced that there's going to be at least two Walking Dead movies made for AMC. Not the big screen, but they will show on AMC. And they will focus on the, the fate of Rick Grimes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm glad they didn't kill him because, uh, you know, he's the heart and soul of the show. I like that they, they ended it with a, another leap forward in time because the season began with a leap forward in time. Right. After, after the battle with Negan at the end of last season. And they left forward again where you see Judas to be about what, three, four years older, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe even more. Depending. I don't know how old she is. And I'm telling you, I'm a little excited because she looks a little badass. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah. I'm a little excited to see what they got going on. But so, I'm a little, you know, it'd be nice to see what they were doing this season was obviously better than last, I mean, last season was was just a pits the battle that took maybe a day or two days took the whole season it was just dragging on and on and on but unceremoniously yesterday was also maggie's last episode i mean not yesterday but the last episode was also maggie's final episode what for the foreseeable future yeah and they made no big deal about it you know that no yeah well we knew she was leaving because she got a, a show on abc remember well, yeah, but when you watch that episode, they don't make—I mean, doesn't—they don't really make mention as to what even happens to her. I thought she's going to continue on to the next episode. Well, you know, they kind of wraps up her Negan storyline, and yeah, I guess because with the leap in the future, they'll explain what happens. Hmm. I hope they don't kill her, like especially off screen, be like, oh, she died two years ago or something, you know? Yeah, she's a great character. I love Maggie. Yeah, and she was actually good with the scene with Negan. I was really hoping they kill him. Because mm-hmm. in the spoiler in the comic books they they keep him alive also, but I was really hoping like she's gonna go out and let her let her take him out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Rick Grimes. You know, for The Walking Dead, when I'm watching, when I was watching the show, I should say, anytime he was on screen, I think I was you know more engaged than any other character that he had on the, on the show. You know, when I remember there were even some shows where Rick wasn't even on the show at all, and I'd be like, ah, man, that's a bummer. I think he can carry a show. I mean, he's he's such a he's a great actor. He's very compelling when he's on the screen. So to to see them take his character into a couple full length AMC movies, and what I what I read too is that this is gonna be like a full on production, even bigger than these shows right now. So oh yeah, they might they might spend the money to make him like a movie movie. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be very interesting what they do with him, and maybe maybe they're saving him so he can come back like. And wrap up when the series finally goes off the air. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll he'll be like 
wherever he winds up, maybe it's like a really nice utopia place and he just kind of brings them. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> but you've been watching this season so far? Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're liking it? I'm not hating it. I don't know if that means I'm liking it. Better than last season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Last season was a hot mess. <laughs> last season was a hot mess. I don't know if they're setting up Daryl to be a leader yet, though. I mean, I would think naturally it would be Michonne. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see what happens. Right. So I'll definitely watch the rest of the season. All right. Keep I mean, us updated. Yeah. I shall? All right. All right, Alan. Yes, sir. See what time it is? Oh, yeah. It's time to hit it, hit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of AMC movies. So? Um, AMC <laughs> is doing a Breaking Bad movie. What? Said to center around Mr. Jesse Pinkman. Because remember last time we saw him. Oh, spoiler alert again. <laughs> last time we saw him, he was saved from the uh, white supremacist by Walter White and driving off into the sunset. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he went through an experience. So I'm excited about that. I would love to see a Jesse Pinkman Movies, see what happened to him, and hopefully it's a good story. The only downside of that is it probably won't be a Walter White in there unless he has like hallucinations of him or flashbacks of him or something. Yeah, he dies in that in that last scene, doesn't he? Doesn't he get gunned down or something? I don't remember. Well, he took a bullet when his car machine gun thingy killed him. Oh, that's right. Uh, But he was surrounded by the cops, so I mean, technically, he could have survived. We don't know. We were left to assume he died, but you don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, pretty good movie. I'm do, sure we'll be talking about. Do you watch uh, Better Call Saul? I do. I like it. Okay. It's, it's different though, and I like it. All right. Yep. Quick it. Austin Powers Four. Mike Myers said it looks like they're close to having a story and start filming on Austin Powers Four. Yeah, uh, baby. Powers. Yeah, baby. Well, that's Powers is in 2004. It was a gold member. And I thought Austin Powers 2 was better. Well, Austin Powers 4 made more money. I mean, 3 made more money. So it only took them 14 years, but they're making uh, Austin Powers 4. Or well, maybe 15 by the time they start making it. <laughs> uh, what's yeah, his I don't know. What? Huh? Well, Mike Myers has been doing Dr. Evil shots, shorts on Jimmy Fallon's show. He just did one recently. Okay. So he looks pretty good. And uh, unfortunately, no more mini-me. He passed away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. I heard Mike Myers is going to take the point of view of Dr. Evil's perspective. More of a Dr. Evil story then? Yeah, versus over Austin. You know, maybe like an origin thing. I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah. Everyone's doing something fancy like that. Yeah, everybody needs a secret. Everybody needs the secret origin of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Have to make them more relatable, I guess. Oh man, I like Austin Powers. That first one, that was so funny, and that that was a movie that made it big, not in the box office, but it was more on like the blockbuster or VHS thing. Right. Well, what was good about that movie was funny, unexpectedly funny. Like you didn't think it would be as funny as it was. Right. Uh, Even though he had a good track record in Wayne's World, so yeah, it was surprisingly funny. That's why I got all those people for Austin Powers too. Or was that gold member when he filmed the movie within the movie? Oh, with yeah. Tom Cruise and Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow and all them. That was awesome. Spielberg. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Quick hit. Quick hit. Gladiator. What? Really, Scott announced he's working on a Gladiator sequel. Awesome. 
It's another movie that came out around 2000, 2001. Sequel? Wait a minute. Didn't he a die sequel? at the end of the movie? Shh. Oh, it's Spoiler a zombie alert. film. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Did he die at the end of it? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He was, Who killed think, him? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. No, I thought Joaquin Phoenix got killed. I, I thought he poisoned him, and then he died, and then he was able to go back and float away to his wife. Oh, yeah. But Joaquin Phoenix died, too, right? Hmm. He got stabbed a lot. He got stabbed a lot. Well, I, okay. <laughs> hey. Wow. All right, well, whatever. Now. Well, it's yeah. not going to be about him. It's going to be about Lucius or something, Lucius. Oh, the, um, the son. little kid, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. All right. Great. Great kid. <laughs> Now, we announced last week that there will be no Boba Fett movie, which led to us speculating that there'll probably be no Obi-Wan movie now, mm-hmm. which frees up the schedule for Mr. Ewan McGregor. Not that he was ever scheduled to do one, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Ewan McGregor signed to play Black Mask, the main villain in the Birds of Prey movie. Oh, is that good? He's basically a gangster that wears a black mask that's in the shape of a skull. It's a black skull. Oh. And is he uh, evil? Well, no, he gives the charities. That's why he wears the black skull. Yeah, so he's pretty mean in the comics. We'll see how they bring him to life in the Birds of Prey movie. But, but, boy, that's a pretty big name for that show, isn't it? For that movie, yeah. Yeah. Would, it, would you say he'd probably be the biggest thing they have? Well, I think, is Margot Robbie supposed to be in this film? I think um, Carla Quinn's supposed to be in this film, right? Wow, do you, con- you consider her big? Now she is. I think she's fairly big. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. There you go, Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor. All right, quick it, quick it. You have some information on the Disney parks? What? Yeah, last week I uh, we brought up an Indiana Jones thing, and like land over in Disney World, but over on the West Coast they are starting to break grounds for a Marvel themed place. Very similar to what's happening in uh, Islands of Adventure, Universal. The difference is that whatever is, what I read in the article, anything east of the Mississippi, those characters, let's say Spider-Man, Hulk, any of those kind of characters that were mentioned on the Islands of Adventure side cannot be used west of the Mississippi over in Disneyland. So that's all we have Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to do Iron Man, Ant-Man, all those things. So it's going to be taking over, I guess, it's a bug's life, which is that little area in California Adventure. So they're building that. So right now they just have Guardians of the Galaxy, which used to be Hollywood Terror or something like that. So it'll be I think opening next year and then the other part two years from there. So it should be fun. Oh, very cool. Sounds exciting. And you guys are going to get like a Star Wars world there, galaxy there in the, the summer of 19, 2019. Oh, it's going to be huge. So I'm really glad. we, You and I reported this one time that Disney is going to start rolling out this online buying tickets schedule thing. So they're going to show you your peak and low low times there too. So I think that that's a very smart idea because that these theme parks. I don't know if, if you're not familiar with Disneyland, it's big, but it is. There's only so much you can build there, unlike over in Orlando. So I can imagine getting pretty packed. I mean, right now it's packed. It's Thanksgiving time. Can you imagine when Star Wars and Marvel rolls out? It's going to be insane. Oh my God, it's going to be huge, huge, huge. <laughs> All right, very cool. All right. I got I to buy my tickets. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Quick it. Quick it. Some unfortunate news for Netflix 
Marvel series. So, Iron Fist recently canceled. Luke Cage recently canceled. They're literally heroes for hire now. (laughs) 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 So, Daredevil's... Netflix doesn't give numbers, but somehow they figured out that Daredevil's first week viewership for their new season three dropped 57% from season two. Good Lord. Right. And those that's around the same kind of numbers that Iron Fist and Luke Cage are having. So there's speculation they might cancel Daredevil, which is really sad. Wow. Because we both talked about how this is probably the best season of any of the Marvel TV shows so far. Uh, agreed. 100%. Daredevil season three. Right? It is so good. But the sad part is, because they went by first week numbers that it was out. I didn't watch it the first week. I, I watched it the second week it was out. So I just yeah. didn't have time to get to it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that means anything to them or what, but yeah. That's, that's kind of unfair. To, to base it on numbers of a first week release, that's... I mean, it's Netflix. The whole idea with Netflix is that you, know, you watch at your leisure. Yeah, that's I guess... I, I feel like Netflix really wants people binging their stuff. Huh. I wonder why. Well... Does that make any kind of sense? N- no. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Yeah. No, so, I don't know. You think they'll cancel it? Whew. I mean, if they're basing on first week's numbers, you know, that I'm not sure. But storyline, Daredevil is just way different than the other ones. I mean, Jessica Jones right. was good. But th- this season of Daredevil is exceptionally good. It is so good. Right. I, I, it's really hard to find anything wrong with the season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, we'll have to wait to see. And the thing is, with Disney Play... Coming out with all those more, you know, they're announcing all these really cool Marvel shows. You know, mm-hmm. Loki, Thor. I mean, not Thor. Loki, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Is there room in Disney Play for Daredevil, Power Man, Iron Fist, or is there some kind of rights issue with Netflix? Even. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I guess Marvel really has nothing to lose. I mean, if Netflix decides to drop them, or maybe Disney did it on purpose, you know, they have a home to showcase their shows. Maybe they want them to tank on Netflix. No, I, don't, I mean, that's huge speculation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. What I'm saying is, with the quality it seems like they're going to be putting into those Marvel shows, you know, we were talking like almost Game of Thrones per episode money huh. on these things. Yeah. And unless they put money into Daredevil and all those other ones, could you imagine if Daredevil had a better budget? Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <That'd be> nice. <laughs> and you probably see more crossovers, too. Yeah. Hey, maybe this is a way for Marvel to start pulling in, like you said, crossovers, Hawkeye, Daredevil, right. Loki, and Jessica Jones. They're not restricted uh, to the movie theaters anymore. Right. Hmm. Okay. So, all right, we'll see what happens. Click it. Click it. Star Wars Episode Nine will be a course correction. Rumors coming out of Lucasfilm. Thank God. We hope so. Well, we'll see. It's just a hot mess. I don't even care at this point. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't care what episode nine is. Come on. There's no one left. There's no Luke. There's no Han. There's no Leia. I mean, Luke's back in it, but he's a force ghost. So. Lando. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's going. All right. Dang it. You had to bring Lando back. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm back in, Mortimer. <laughs> I still All think right. there's ways to pull in Luke somehow to be, right. have more of a dominant, well, not a dominant role, but like uh, something more than just, hey, I'm a ghost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be a ghost slapping Ray's hand with a twig. <laughs> Smack. Boom. Yeah, I you know, I just don't care. I don't care what happens. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't care about the rebellion. I hope the first order wins. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Come on. Get I don't it. care about the galaxy anymore. Yeah, well, um, let's put it this way. Let's watch this last movie and then, then you can make your decisions after that. All right. Keep saying what's the matter with me. Oh, so are you excited for episode nine? I am. 
Really? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. I must. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I would it, say I have more. I did read an article that J.J. Abrams is, like you said, trying to right the wrongs. Let's say, and if he does, and if he's successful, then yeah, then I, I think I'm happy again. All right, let me just say this. I didn't put it down on our list of things to talk about, but I feel like I have to address it. Do it. So after this story came out about the course correction, maybe a day later it came out that there will be another super weapon. Oh, you're kidding are you, me. Are you kidding me with oh. these super weapons? <laughs> I just I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm old. I'm tired. I, I, have, I have Marvel to fall back on. I just can't anymore. <laughs> I just well, can't. All right. I mean, of course I'm going to go see it. I'm like, who, who reads eight chapters of a book and not the last chapter? Right. Come on. Let's well, see when, when, the, when actually when they switch writers on the eighth chapter and he feels like he's going to end the book, then maybe you don't read the ninth chapter. <laughs> Big dummy. Anyway, see, I'm getting mad again. No, come on. Quick come on. hit. This, this is this will be the culmination of everything because after nope. this movie, done, done, everything's done. It's going to be the culmination of hmm. culmination. Not going to be the culmination of the, the original trilogy. That, that's all I exist to me. That's the Star Wars to me. Okay. I'll always have the original trilogy. I'll tell you what, though. And I, I think I said it before. <laughs> yes. These three movies are giving me a new appreciation for the prequels. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they're not that bad. <sighs> they're Star Wars movies, at least. Right. All right. I feel like That's it. enough of that. Okay. I knew I should have brought this up. <laughs> Quick it. Quick it. <laughs> All right. What? I think we talked about this on... I think we talked about this about... Months ago, we talked about Lewis Tan being seen at the DC offices, ah. and we speculated that maybe they're looking at him for Nightwing for the Nightwing movie. Lewis Tan, known for what's well, he, he known? For? He was oh, so he was in Iron Fist, and he was he, in uh, he was a drunken master in Iron Fist. He uh, was Enter the Badlands. Enter the Badlands, and he's also was Shatterstar in the Deadpool movie. Oh, that's right, Deadpool too. Yeah, uh, he's of Asian and something descent. But the rumor is he's going to be playing Batman in the Titans series, uh, which okay. brought up all this all this conversation online about whether or not Batman can be ethnic or non-white. I say if he looks good in the cowl and he can fight, do it. Sure. Yeah. Well, good for Although, him. Although, I'm kind of sad if that means he won't be Nightwing, because I think he would have been a good Nightwing. Although, he might be a little too old. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. Titans is on episode five, I think, coming up, or four. Uh, pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. I mean, okay. yeah, I'm enjoying it in the sense that I'm not watching Dick Grayson. I'm watching some kind of TV thing. It's not Dick Grayson? It's him in the show, but he's not the Dick Grayson I know. Oh, okay. It's not my Dick Grayson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you've gotten so grumpy. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> I think I'm getting sick, to be honest with you. All right. Take it. So, Toys R Us is back a lot sooner than either one of us expected. Uh, they're coming back rebranded as Jeffrey's Toy Box, and they're going to be, at least for this holiday season, inside Kroger stores. I think Kroger is a food store. And we don't have any Kroger's around me. Do you have Kroger's near you? I don't think so. Does that ring a bell? Kroger's. They're pretty big, because I've heard of them before. But they're just not in our general area. There, there must be other places in the country. Did you say they were a supermarket? I thought they were a supermarket. Huh. Or they could be like a... Like a Walmart type store, either okay. or. Okay. Yeah, so they're opening like there'll be. It's inside them. They'll have areas called Jeffrey's Toy Box. You'll see Jeffrey the Giraffe with the Toys R Us lettering. You know, like those bubble letters, those colorful bubble letters. Oh, okay. 
And so, and those, those are the Jeffrey's Toy Box will be owned by and run by Toys R Us things, like whoever owns Toys R Us. So, yeah, it looks like we might be seeing. I think Jeffrey's Toy Box, if it makes a comeback, will be seen in like malls, kind of like KB Toys was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I don't know if you'll see the big Toys R Us's anymore. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice to have something of it back, right? Yeah, because we talked about this before. There is no true toy store anymore. Just a plain toy store. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, which is weird because you'd think Walmart and Target would jump on that and, you know, really improve their toy aisles, but they seem to have gotten worse. Oh, really? Because, as you know, I I buy Funko Pops and I buy Star Wars Black Series, and every once in a while I'll pick up a Marvel Legend. But they, they seem to have gotten sparser. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Don't know what that's about. All right. But well, welcome back to you, are you? Yeah. Cricket. Cricket. For the first time since the reboot in 2005, there will be no Doctor Who Christmas special. <laughs> it's kind of sad because it was a tradition. Oh. It was a tradition in, more in England, you know, because obviously here. Sure. But that's the thing in England because a lot of their more, more popular shows would get a Christmas episode. And I guess after they open gifts and stuff, they would sit down and watch TV. Um, when Downton Abbey was out, it used to get a Christmas special. Okay. And, and uh, I think Call the Midwife and a few of these other English shows that are very popular would get Christmas specials. But for some reason, Doctor Who is it. The rumor is that it's going to get a New Year's Day episode instead. Did they give reason as to why they were not going to have a Christmas show? They did not. Okay. Not that I saw. Okay. It's curious, though. Okay. All right. All right. And our final quick hit, Alan. Men in Black is crossing over with the Ghostbusters as a board game. But what? What? Yeah, it is currently under development, Men in Black Ghostbusters. They'll have miniatures, there'll be a board game, dice chucking, card flipping, you know, all the characters that you know from the movies. And they're all going to come together on a board game with highly detailed sculptured miniatures, which are always fun. I'm down with that stuff. With a release date, end of this year. So how cool is really? that? Really? Yeah. Did you ever? That's... Could you ever imagine? Did you ever think about that? That Ghostbusters and and Men in Black was in the same universe? No. Yeah. That this is yeah. a really interesting uh, combination here. You better hope it's not the it's not the new Men in Black with Chris. Oh. Jeez. The new Men in Black and the new Ghostbusters. How <laughs> funny would that be? How disappointed would you be if you ran to the store to buy this game and that and you look at the the new Ghostbusters and the new Men in Black on the on the board game? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just made myself smile. <laughs> anyway, Alan. Yeah. Thus ends quick hits, but that does not end another episode of the Week in Geek. What? Speaking of board games, Alan, we're premiering a new segment today. All right. We have, we have Alan from GeeksUniteCafe.com. I met her at Steel City Con in, I believe, April. And she does board games and loves board games and plays board games and loves to get other people to play board games. So she's going to be coming on weekly to talk with us about board game suggestion for not just us, but for our listeners to listen to, uh, to play. Awesome. So take it away, Ellen. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm a board game enthusiast, and what I like to do is be able to talk about games to get people interested in it that may not be as aware about the other types of games that are available out there in the industry. Now, we're all aware of the mass marketing, like Yahtzee and Uno, and those are fun to play, but I like to introduce folks into some other ones that might have an even more greater entertainment value, and that's like Sushi Go, Pandemic, I don't know, there's just there's just hundreds of games out there that so many people don't know about that I'm really excited to get an opportunity to teach them and, ch- and show people about them. Cool. Yeah, that's great, Ellen. So this week we're going to be talking about Pandemic, right? Yes. Hey, you guys busy this weekend? What we could do is uh, we'll get together this weekend, and what we can do is we can play this fully cooperative game. Now, didn't that sound kind of weird, a fully cooperative game? Fully cooperative game means that it is us against the board. And what we do is we each take a role as a CDC member. You could be the medic. You could be a researcher, scientist, operative, and dispatcher. And each one of us has special roles and special abilities. And what we're trying to do is that throughout the world, various pockets of plague and disease are popping up all over. And we work together to try to bring that under control before they go into some serious outbreaks and uh, basically take over the, the board. The good news is you have an 80% chance of losing the game. <laughs> and Never tell me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> and because of those odds, you can't help but want to play it again. And that seems, that seems counterintuitive, but it's a very exciting game. And I've seen people play the game. They stand up around it, getting you know just totally into it, talking about like two or three moves ahead. It's a great, intense game. Everybody can play it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what size group do you think this is about? Like, how many people can play this game? The best number is three to four. Three to four. Uh, three to four can play. They actually have come out with a new edition with some additional uh, roles in it, which weren't there before. You can find that out, all this information out on Board Game Geek. They also have a uh, Google Play version that you can play solo or with other friends or for a pass and play. And there two, they have one expansion that I'm aware of called On the Brink, where they actually introduce a virus into it. Ooh. And the most recent thing that's come out, and I have my edition, but I have not played it yet, is called Pandemic Legacy. And if you love the, the intensity of Pandemic, these guys have put it together and have actually put it together into like one big story arc. Whereas you work together as a team, work together, uh, you know, to, you know, in these little scenarios throughout it. And it's like you play like 12, 20 scenarios for this box game. And then it's basically you've played the game and you just hand it off to the next person because it's not really one you play over and over again. You, you just play it for the story arc. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it seems to be like a new thing that's coming out with some of these games. Is Like Gloomhaven plays the same way too. This is just a one shot all the way through it, but you can play it so many times. You play it, like I said, there's like 12 to 20 scenarios that you play in it. And although you complete the, the story arc, it, you can't really replay it, but cause you already know how it's going to be, but you get many, you get many plays out of it. Before for pandemic, you, what would you say the learning curve is? I mean, would it be for like a novice gamer or I would almost, I would almost put this somewhere between, and, and I rate things on meeples on five meeples. 
And so I would actually put Pandemic somewhere between like a two and a three. It's easy to pick up, and it's one of those games you want to play it again because you want to play it better the next time. And I, I swear, it's every time you play it, that's the first thing you say, I want to play it again. Oh, I, love I want to play that. I know how to play it better next time. Very cool. And even me that I've played it, I don't know, I think it's about 10 years I've had this game, and I still play it, and I, I can play it. I want to say I want to play it again because I want to play it better. <laughs> it's, it's a great game. Okay. How do you win the game? Like, what's the goal? Like, do you have to go through the world and solve each pandemic or, like, go through, you said beat the board. What exactly does that entail? That's a great game. That's a great question. Um, what it is, is like I said, there's actually in this game, there's four diseases that pop up throughout the, the world. And as you, like I said, you try to get them under control. You try to cure them as quickly as you can before outbreaks happen. What you try to do is develop cures. Okay, there's three ways to lose the game. There's only one way to win. You can lose the game by running out of cards. You can lose the game by running out of disease cubes, which doesn't make any sense, like I said, unless you really play the game. You can lose the game. Oh, goodness, what was the third one? I believe it's the uh, oh eight outbreaks. You're only uh, in the game. You're if once you've reached eight outbreaks, the game is over. The only one way to win is to get all four cures. That's only the one, only way to win. Cool. All right, sounds pretty good. All right, Ellen. So uh, where can you be seen this week? You can find me on my website. I'm on geeksunitebordgamecafe.com. I'm really not a brick and mortar cafe, but I go with the idea that I love to sit down and play games over dinner and with friends. So I, I just developed it as, you know, kind of my, you know, my, my signature because I enjoy, that's the best way I like to enjoy games. And I have a blog there. I also put down my schedule of where I actually have game days where people can come out and join me. I'd be happy to teach you what games that I have sitting on the table. Man, I wish I lived by you. <laughs> Come out to Max and Irma's next week over here in Pittsburgh. They All love right. me out there. Everybody's had a great time so far since we've uh, we've started working out there. That's awesome. That's very awesome. Okay. All right, Ellen. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Ellen. Ellen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thus ends Ellen and Board Games, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. This is Jonathan saying, you stay classy, Star City. Peace. Peace.